You're listening to a special edition of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman from Paris at Le Web 2010, featuring conference keynote speakers, panelists, and newsmakers. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, post a comment to the show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Connect with us on Facebook or Twitter at On the Record, or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com. Welcome, and thanks for downloading my Marketing with Facebook Pages and Facebook Ads special. What makes social media marketing so elusive for old-school marketers is scalability. An individual's social network is tiny compared to conventional mainstream media audiences. So the prospect of going head-to-head with a million audiences of 12 seems daunting, if not impossible. Now, in this special episode, which was recorded December 9th, 2010, at Le Web in Paris, Facebook account exec Xavier Leclerc explains how Facebook pages are being used by brands to get fans to recommend their products and services to their Facebook friends. And nothing's more trusted than the advice of a personal friend. Lacoste has 3.8 million Facebook fans. And those 3.8 million Facebook fans have 112 million friends collectively. They're combining Facebook page publishing with Facebook ads to build their social graph. Um, And in the process, uh, they're able to scale their social media marketing efforts. Uh, Xavier has been with Facebook for a couple of years. He does an excellent job explaining how to optimize Facebook pages and Facebook ads for organizational communications and for marketing. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this. He also talks about the future plans for FBML. It's going away. Uh, He talks about best practices for Facebook page marketing best practices for Facebook ads, he breaks down the different types of Facebook ad units that they're selling and tells you which ones are most effective and why and how to use them. He also talked a bit about Facebook's own challenges scaling. I don't think they were expecting 500 million people to show up at the party. And um, he makes clear the tangible business benefits of marketing with Facebook. So I'm going to play it for you, but before I do... It's the end of the year, and I'm taking stock of everything I'm doing professionally right now. Uh, I have a book coming out. Uh, Many of you who listen to this podcast have been hearing the ad. It'll be the first book on B2B social media uh, marketing called Social Marketing to the Business Customer. comes out January 18th. And if you're a listener of this podcast, uh, you probably had a pretty busy year this year. I was slammed traveling all over the place, going from one gig to the next, and turning down work because, quite frankly, I just, as an independent consultant, couldn't do it all. Um, And I was thinking about when Steve Rubell uh, stopped writing Micropersuasion and moved over to um, Posterous and said, look, I'm not going to blog anymore. I got to tell you, this podcast is an incredible amount of work. Um, you know, doing a podcast, doing the show notes, putting it together, editing it, um, sharing it through social media channels really takes a lot of time. It takes a lot more time than it does to just write my blog. Um, now I get a lot of downloads. I think this year, 
uh, we'll have about about half a million will be the reach of all shows because these shows get da- downloaded. Um, you know, my shows from my first year, which was five years ago, are still downloaded today. But the thing is, I don't get that much feedback. I do get tweets, which is nice, but I don't get a lot of comments to the show blog. I don't really get a lot of comments to the uh, page in iTunes. And I don't have uh, a lot of activity, a lot of engagement going on on my Facebook page for the podcast, which is pretty new, the Facebook page. So here's the deal, okay? If you want me to keep doing this, let me know. I'm checking in with you guys, and I need to know from the community, is this valuable? Are you listening? Do you want me to continue? Because I'll tell you what, it's a huge amount of time, a huge investment of time. And if it's not worth it, I'll just continue to you know, do my thing, to, to, to write blog posts and stay up to date on social media, but I won't take the, invest the added time in making an audio recording and cutting it up and, and getting it out there. Okay? So three ways you can let me know. Um, if you subscribe in iTunes, you go to the iTunes store, you click on podcasts, you click on the main feed for the show. It takes a while to load. After it does... You scroll to the bottom of the page, below all the shows that are listed there, and there's a link that says write a review. Uh, That would be my preferable way of giving me feedback, because that pushes me up in iTunes. Uh, The second uh, most preferable way I'd like you to let me know if you want me to continue this show is go to the uh, Facebook uh, page that I set up for On the Record Online, like the show, and leave me a comment. Let me know if if these shows matter to you. And last but not least... You can always go to ontherecordpodcast.com, which is the show blog, and leave a comment there. Okay? If I don't hear much back from you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up my hat on this thing. So let me know if it's valuable to you and you want me to continue it. All right? Now I'm going to play for you the presentation by Xavier Leclerc, the Facebook account executive who uh, gave a presentation on uh, communicating and marketing through Facebook pages and Facebook ads. I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, the idea today is for me to help you figure out how to connect with our users. Like Christian said, we have more than 500 million coming to the website on a monthly basis, and more than half of them, about 250 million, come on an everyday basis. If we look at France specifically, this is more than 18 million people, with roughly about 10 million people coming to Facebook. So the idea for me is to tell you what products we developed specifically for you in order to engage with the users on Facebook.com. So it is Facebook pages and Facebook ads. So let's start with the most important homepage on the internet. Well, in fact, it's just my homepage. And that is the reason why I personally consider it as very relevant. It's only information from people I know, people I trust. And the idea for you behind all the products that we developed on Facebook.com is to make sure that you can be part of my life. You can be part of this homepage and figure out how to integrate, how to connect with me and how to um, engage me with all the great content, all the great products, all the values, information that you may have. So if we have a look at my profile, uh, as Christian said, we updated the profile uh, on Sunday. And it gives you a lot of information about who I am, what I like, where I come from. And for the very first time, I'm no longer Funky Head 13. I mean, that has been marked for some reason. 
uh, name on the internet until I arrived on Facebook and gave my true identity. Uh, this is at the very core of what Facebook is all about for our users, where in our guidelines we encourage people to have mostly one profile per person. And once you understand that this is real people talking to their real friends, people they actually know, this creates actually tremendous opportunities for your business. So right now what I want to focus on is what are these opportunities and how can you interact with the people. As we said before, the social graph was mostly about people connecting with each other. But we saw that it naturally extended to this great singer that I like, this movie that I've seen that I love, this article that I posted, and now we have a mapping of the social relation, what we call the social graph, that integrates brands, products, and even now moving as far as integrating URLs. So in order for you to interact with me as a user and the 500 other million people that are like me on Facebook, you need to figure out that there are specific products that we develop for you. The most important one, I believe, is Facebook pages. We created Facebook pages about yeah, two years ago when I roughly joined the company. Uh, and this is very similar to a user profile. Yet, it's a public profile that can be the best way for you to have your own voice on Facebook. So today, we have more than about 20 million people who connect pages on an everyday basis. And the idea behind it is how to be one of those 20 million connections and make sure that you can engage and interact with the users the same way you act with your friends. I mean, when you're posting a video, when you're saying I like and so on, well, you can actually do that with and for your brand. In order to illustrate this, I would like to talk a little bit about Lacoste. Uh, so Lacoste is a very well-known brand, of course. Uh, millions of people wear the brand, go to their stores, interact with all their brand material. And what happened is that users move first by creating unofficial pages. So what Lacoste decided when they figured out that they had 600,000 people saying, I like Lacoste, they said, well, maybe that's interesting and maybe we should look at it. So what they did is that they created a page, they gathered all the people on their page, and they started to share more content, more information with them in order to extend the brand experience that people already naturally witnessed. And what they did in order to do so is that they started um, promoting their events, saying, we will be there, we will do this fashion show. They created application in order to interact with the brand, to be closer to people. And they even went as far as using advertising to be part of this whole engagement. I often hear the opposition between, oh, natural pages and advertising. This is complementary. These are just tools for you to interact with the users in the most efficient way. And now uh, on, on Facebook, Lacoste has more than 3.8 million people saying I like Lacoste, which is one of the biggest brands today on Facebook. So the reason why they did it is, of course, because there is a lot of people, so they want to connect with them. But behind that, what they see is that it's an opportunity for them to be part of that friends influencing friends system. Uh, you don't know me, you may think I'm kind of nice, so if you don't know where to eat later tonight, you'll tell me, do you know a good restaurant because you're from Paris. But if one of your friends tells you, well, I've been to this restaurant, it's great, 
and you know it gets very bad taste, which is sometimes happens, you'll make sure you won't go there. And that's the very basis of our product. That is what we are doing on Facebook, is to create tools that will now enable you to, of course, connect with the people that are on Facebook. So like us, connecting to the 3.8 million people. But also making sure that those 3.8 million people will be part of the conversation. They will share what Lacoste is providing to them. And that's where we have some kind of snowball effect. That's where you start understanding the very power of Facebook today in terms of marketing at large, is that you can trigger this conversation. They're already happening. Whether you're on Facebook or not, they will talk about your restaurant, they will talk about your product, they will talk about your brand. What you can do is just amplify, make sure that you gain some control and you can enable people to do what they do on Facebook, which is sharing information, opinion, what they like, what they don't like. So in order to do so, I'll do a little bit of a deep dive on what pages are all about. A page, like I said, is a free tool that I sincerely invite you to consider for your brand, where you can be part of that social graph on Facebook. You have your picture, you decide what you can put on the page, and most importantly, you decide your name. Remember that it's the first time I'm not funky head 13. This is game-changing. So when you come on Facebook, you have to ask yourself, who am I? Am I just a product? Am I a global brand? Am I just a media campaign? Because this, at the end, will be how and who you present to our users. So once you have decided what your page is going to look like, what's your picture, and so on, you have tools to communicate with our users, which are located, as you can see, with the status and the wall. So it's very much similar to what people already do in, with each other as friends. But the beauty of it is that being an open platform, we also allow you to create your own experience. For the same reason as my profile is not similar to any other profile in this room, you can create your own page. You can decide your name and everything, but you can also create your own tabs. Unlike other websites, we don't work with HTML pages going from one to another, but we have tabs where you can use some of the tabs we offer you for free, such as the video tab or the photo tab, but you can also create your own tabs, and that's where, in terms of marketing, you can actually offer a more compelling and more interesting brand experience by adding applications and other things to make sure that the people that are saying they like you, well, you can extend your brand experience. So the page has one very important feature, which is publishing. You can do real-time publishing of multimedia objects, your latest video, your latest um, article, photos of your soon-to-be-released product. Now, we even see brands such as Ford releasing their new uh, SUV exclusively on Facebook to make sure that people speak about it, to make sure that they share about it. And this dialogue has to be two-way. Uh, I really like what Christian said before. Respect the trust of the users. If they come to you and say, we like your brand, we like your product, we like what you're doing, well, you have to understand that they're also interested in giving opinions to you by saying, by commenting what you're publishing, by pushing like. And this is very important because with pages, you will be able to know what, who are the people that are interacting with you. 
This is a, a picture of once you administrate a page, you get access to those data. So like all data on Facebook, they're anonymous, aggregated data, but you can understand if the people uh, that are saying that they like your publishing or more, men or women, if they're young or not, if they live in cities, are they based in France, do you have a, a soon to open market in Germany because you see a lot of German people connecting with your brand and so on. So this is very encouraging for you because you will be able to know, okay, this is interesting to me, my press release. Are you sure you will be interesting the users that connect with your brand? And that is the reason why I'd like to stop for a few minutes on some best practices. I spend more than 12 hours a day on Facebook. That's my job. But what we notice is that based on our experience, we see a few things that are very important. The first one is to focus on publishing. Unlike any other property on the web, the behavior of the users is different. So you need to keep that in mind. Also, make sure that you keep it simple. We're not on Facebook to do 25 clicks applications that are too complicated. Be consistent because as you are coming on Facebook, you're promoting your true identity the same way our users are. So you might as well make sure that they recognize you, that you create your own brand identity. Also, it's all about them. I mean, as brands, as marketers, as companies, you're coming on Facebook to meet our users. Don't forget that it's all about the users. We keep that in mind very much, and you shall do so. Pace yourself. Uh, I see, uh, like the Red Bull example that we heard today, sometimes somebody connects with brand and the brand gets all excited and you've got this product manager saying, oh, I've got some great release, we need to publish three, four, five times a day. Well, are you sure that it is really relevant and that you, the user, by saying he likes you, wants you to be his best friend as a company? This is not very sure and you have to understand that Facebook is about the moment. So last but not least, Keep in mind that you need to be timely and relevant. So I will dip that a little bit more. Focusing on publishing, what does that mean? Unlike other websites, most of the news you will discover will be on my homepage. Remember this page where I get all this information? Well, I've got insanely important information, such as Celine is single, or my friend is at this pub right now because he just checked in on places. So when you're publishing, figure out that you're starting a conversation with the user and that you're coming in intimacy because he says he's interested in you. So you, by publishing, you will arrive on this very premium, very extremely valuable space for the user but also for you. And when we look between publishing and specific tabs, we often have a 10x difference between views. Keep it simple. As selling is becoming single, you need to make sure you make eye-catching content. It has to be very universal, easy to consume. The more connections you get on your page, the more difficult it will be to interest everybody. If I'm a brand and I'm just talking about this chess game, because this is very interesting to me and I love chess, well, are you sure that all your fans are concerned? I see a lot of posts for instance uh, in Paris where it was snowing, and they're like, oh my god, it's snowing, that's crazy. Well, maybe your fans are not all in Paris, and maybe it's not snowing for them. So keep in mind that you need to keep it simple, but be very relevant, and have a consistent voice. Make sure that often I see pages that are constructed around an ID, around a concept, around a part of the identity of the brand. And you get this product manager saying, oh, we've got this great initiative. It has nothing to do with it, but let's publish it. It's like a newsletter. No, 
You have to be consistent because if people trust you enough to connect with your pet, you have to respect that. You have to respect that and you have to respect them. I mean, if you are not taking them to your website, but if you are coming to meet with them, well, you might as well join the conversation. I mean, when they're commenting, when they're saying the like, you can also acknowledge that, that by just responding to their question or in also by featuring your fans. I mean, uh, one of the biggest artists on Facebook is Finn Diesel, where you can see a lot of his posts with him being with fans, answering to questions and so on, and featuring his fans. This is very important. The reason is, of course, you are coming to see me as a user. Well, you might as well stop thinking about you and what is interesting for you and your press release and so on, but start thinking about what I am interested in. Why do I like your page? That is the reason why pacing yourself is important. Make sure you uh, maximize the impact of your post. You need to figure out if on a Monday morning or on a Friday afternoon you cannot post the same thing. I'm not in the same mindset. So you need to have these kind of calendars where you know what are the key moments for you, but also what are the key moments for the users. What is important, what is relevant for you, what you can bring to them. And finally, please make sure that you can be timely and relevant. This is an example of vitamin water, a little bit like the Sebastian Vettel example for Red Bull, where they were saying uh, congrats to LeBron James, which is a basketball player, who just won the MVP Best Player of the Year, and they were part of their promotion campaign on TV and so on, and they were just congratulating him. So Facebook is also about what is happening right now, what, is ha what just happened. So feel free also to be relevant, like Starbucks posting a great uh, New York Times example, I think, yeah. So we saw that pages are very interested in the sense that this is the key product to help you connect with our users. Yeah, a little bit like what we saw at the beginning of the web. Ooh, it's great, I'm online. I created a website. Why isn't anyone coming? Well, it's a bit the same about pages. I see a lot of brands saying, oh, I got a brand. I have 2,000 people connected to me. Is this really important? Does this really matter for your business? I mean, social is changing the game. And you need to understand that by building a page, you get the opportunity to reach out to people in a very unique way. So ads are just another tool combined with pages that enable you to create a brand new marketing model. You can go as far as understanding, like, we took the example of Levi's being influenced on its own supply chain by understanding what people like where. And you can then gather people around your page in order to make sure you can leverage on it. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, Xavier is going to tell you how to generate demand for your products and services through recommendations using Facebook ads. Stay with us. This January 2011, Paul Gillen and Eric Schwartzman bring you the first book devoted exclusively to B2B social media communications. Packed with business-to-business -business case studies and applied knowledge, Social Marketing to the Business Customer is the most comprehensive collection of B2B social media marketing guidance ever assembled. B2B markets are driven by value and relationships. That's very different from B2C markets. This book's a hands-on guide. It walks business people step-by-step -step through the process of using social media to find and engage business customers to ultimately drive more revenue. Social Marketing to the Business Customer 
is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Borders. Or buy it at our show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Also available for iPad and Kindle. So to do so very briefly, I'd like to introduce you to our ads. I often hear the thing, I've never seen ads on Facebook, where are they? Well, these ads are integrated. It is done on purpose. Because we believe that you can bring a lot of value as a brand, because people are your consumers. Otherwise, they wouldn't be customers of yours if you didn't bring any value. So you need to figure out how with those type of ads, you can push your message and make sure that it is well received by the users. So these are marketplace ads. These are ads you can buy directly from your profile with credit card, for instance, and you have standard, which is uh, a format just generating impression and clicks. So I have this great app, I want people using it. I have this website, great offer on my website, come visit me and things like that. But you also have what we call engagement ads. These ads are aimed at promoting actions on Facebook. So it's two examples. The first one is live. Well, I've got this great page, come join us. Or I'm creating this event, it could be interesting to you. Feel free to join. The other type of ads that we develop, because all these ad format, ad units, are specifically built by Facebook, is what we call premium ads. You remember the homepage I showed you uh, at the beginning? Well, this is a unique space, because this is where I get all my very interesting information. And you can be the only advertiser on this page by saying, well, I have this great event, please comment my video, answer my questions, and so on, do social actions. Because beyond clicks, beyond CTRs and things we're very familiar with, Facebook is promoting a brand new concept in terms of advertising and marketing, which is engagement. Do the users react to what you are saying? Are they interested in what you are promoting? And the value behind it, behind this social action that you can do in the ad unit, is that it will generate stories. So, if it's working. So the value of engagement ads is that you see your friends, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen Xavier likes Lacoste, Christian uh, is participating to uh, the launch of the iPhone by Orange on Les Champs-Élysées or things like that. And that is the beauty of it, is that whenever a user interacts with the ad unit, it generates a story for his friends. And that's where you can start this, what I like to call snowball effect, where people get aware of what is happening. The same way someone is publishing naturally a video, well, you're just helping them by saying, oh, guys, I've got this great video, you might as well check it out. Check it out, because this is really interesting. And the more they engage, the more organic stories, the more viral impressions they would generate. So advertising is not just <coughs> the end of it. It's just the beginning of the spreading of your story of what is happening. The other part that I want to lay stress on is definitely the difference between this ad and an ad with what we call social context. Within our ad units, we have a specificity that shows who is playing to your, with your application, who likes your brand, who answered the poll, and so on. And what we saw is that it has a direct, very concrete, and very strong impact on the efficiency of your media campaigns. So when you take the difference between those two ads, we see a 60% increase um, in ad recall. We see a 2x 
increase of, me, of uh, message awareness and even a 4x increase in purchase intent. This is just word of mouth. It's the same story as where should I go eat? And basically, we are creating tools to enable you today to leverage on this, to build your brand on Facebook and make sure that you are leveraging on those connections that they will know about it. So in order to ideally make sure that everybody will get to know your message, uh, here are, here are sorry, a few best practices. The first one is target properly your ads. Please make sure you know who you're talking to. Because I came with my true identity, so make sure that you do good use of all those information you can benefit from. Also, use multiple creatives. I mean, even if we consider I'm a man, 32 years old, living in Paris, well, I might not have the same taste as someone else. I like red cars, he likes black cars. So you need to use multiple creatives. Be clear. If you're coming to see them on Facebook, you might as well tell them very honestly what you're aiming at. I mean, we get all those spam pages and things like that. Well, in advertising, you need to make sure that you're transparent. Make good use of images, because this is a good way to have eye-catching advertising, and also try to avoid ad fatigue. So, think outside of the keyword works. What does that mean? <coughs> Our targeting is profile-based. As you saw um, on the updated, uh, upgraded profile page, we bring all the information, what I like, what I'm doing, where I come from. So, if you're trying to sell plane tickets, for example, nobody will say, I like plane tickets. It's nonsense. Yet, they will say, I like world culture. I like traveling. I like trekking. Uh, I'm very much interested in Thailand. And this is what you need in order to figure out who you will connect with and how your ad can bring value to the users. So, in order to do that, we're not in the demand fulfillment business, what we call somebody is already interested in having a plane ticket, well, just go there, you'll find it. Great. Now, what you're doing is demand generation. You're saying, well, guys, this is what I have to say. This is what I can offer you. Are you interested in it? Well, it makes sense. You like scuba diving? Well, I have this great location where you can go scuba diving. And guess what? I have a special offer for you, so connect to my page and you'll get... 5% uh, discount or things on something, something like that. So if we look at an example from France, obviously because I'm dealing with the French market, uh, I'd like to take a few minutes about Intermarché. It's a grocery store. What they wanted to do is connect with mothers because they have a very high decision-making power in terms of what's going to be bought. So they figured out, well, I want to promote uh, all that I sell for babies and new families. So what they said is that, okay, who am I? I help mothers and new families because having a baby is, one, costly, and two, it's quite hard. It makes a lot of change. So I will make your life easier. They created a contest, something very normal on the web, by saying, if you connect to our page, well, we have this great game where you can win one full year free uh, to have a nurse taking care of your baby. Let me tell you, all the mothers, of course, loved it, and they managed to gather 100,000 people on their page in only two weeks. That's how you see the link between ads and pages. And then, when you remember that this new marketing model, I create my page, I advertise about it, and then I publish. So what they're doing, and now they reach 150,000 people, is that they're publishing coherently. They have a consistent voice with why they came online. 
why they came to create this page called Vive les Bébés, and what, how they can help you make your life as a mother or as a new father easier and less expensive. They used the multiple creative. Uh, this is uh, uh, the Bruno movie. And basically, they were trying to get all the angles because he is uh, doing a lot of weird things, I'd say. And uh, it has a many outfits. So basically, it was trying all the angles to make sure that it would be relevant to me because I might be different from someone. Also, in terms of thinking your ads, the ad units we have are very, uh, very clear in the sense that we don't do skyscrapers, we don't do leaderboards, we don't do home page pop-up or things like that. We tried some solutions like that, people didn't like it. So we thought again and we developed those uh, ad units where we encourage you to write simple text. Make sure that you highlight special offers, that you have a strong call to action, and also that you tell users what to expect. You're not here to distract them from what, you, from what they're doing. You're here to enhance their Facebook experience by with all the great products, applications, and things that you can promote. Of course, as all those ad units, uh, can sometimes be too integrated in your own uh, like well make a good use of images Facebook is a very image based site as we said the new profile pushes photos a little bit more so make eye catching content last but not least something very important ad fatigue what is ad fatigue if you remember Christian's presentation for those who were here with us uh, at the beginning we have more than 50% of our users coming every day, and we're the number one property online in terms of time spent. So try something very simple, post the same status every day for three weeks, and you'll see what your friends will tell you. This is what you have to take into consideration also when you make advertising. So it's just an example of uh, a travel ad where you have different images, and if we look into more details about a just example, you have the engagement rate. So we're not considering just clicks, we're considering the total engagement. What action is it doing with my unit, answering my poll, asking for a free sample, and so on. And you have time. Well, just by changing colors and slightly the text, you can see the performances, the engagement rate was raised. So if you start with the three ads and run it for six weeks, your performances will not be very high. Yet if you change, if you make a planning, if you schedule the different ads, well, the performance will be a lot higher. And that is why, in order to wrap it up, to sum up a little bit, uh, we strongly believe that social media changes everything. Christian said a lot about it. Uh, the fact that I come with my true identity and that I know the people I'm talking with has a very strong impact on how I share and how they receive the information I share with them. Yet, this change, uh, a lot for some of us, maybe not here, but outside, internet is still fairly new. I mean, it's not that old. And today, the social media, what we call revolution, is happening to a pace we have never seen. If we consider the internet, it took internet four years to reach 50 million users. Facebook, it took it roughly 3.5 years. Farmville, three months. So that's the base we're looking at. They're already talking about your brand. They're already creating pages and so on. So what we're trying to do today as a company at Facebook 
is give you the tools such as pages, such as ads, in order to connect with the users and leverage on the scale that we have, because it is the first time that you can have such a scale, more than 18 million people just for friends, for example. So, for those of you who were here yesterday, you might have heard Ethan Bird, our, our director of developer platform, and he was saying, our goal is not to duplicate the web. What we are doing is creating tools for people to connect and interact. Of course, they can interact on Facebook.com, but they can also interact somewhere else, and that's what Simon will tell you about, is we develop other set of tools with uh, the social plugins, the open graph API, that will enable you to offer that social experience not only on Facebook and connect with our users not only on Facebook but also on your own website and make give them a more social experience that obviously they like based on the number of people who go to Facebook and the time they spend. We believe that social is very important for them. Thank you very much for listening to me. Uh, the idea now is to be a bit less formal and answer the questions you might have about mostly integrating on Facebook with pages and ads. Yes? Alfonso, Yellow Pages, Switzerland. Many people want to gather fans yep. and do special events like supporting a, a sports guy or anything else, but that doesn't mean you're a fan of the product behind it and that you want the news feed attached to it. What's your experience with you know, people trying to boost number of fans by doing special uh, competitions or prize-winning stuff? Well, I think it makes sense when it's coherent with why you come. The question you have to ask yourself is, people, when they first arrive to Facebook, you ask yourself the question, am I going to connect with my work colleagues or just my close friends? Am I accepting my mother on Facebook? I'm not sure. Well, it's the same for a brand. If you're just coming for numbers, if you're just coming for large crowds, well, you have to be very clear about it. You have to be transparent. So it's all about the value proposition that you have behind it in order to make sure that you come to Facebook with the right, I would say, um, saying and to make sure that it's not just the bad fans. Yet, to complete this answer, the idea behind it when we look at Lacoste, okay, that's great, they have 3.8 million people that like their page, which is huge. But the power behind it is that fans is just the beginning. I mean. Okay, they can connect two-way with the 3.8 million people, but when you look at the friends of those fans, you reach a staggering number. I mean, for like us, I've done it yesterday. It's more than 112 million people. So the 3.8 million fans are more than 112 million friends. And that's where fans is just the beginning, and you can take it further by making sure your fans will post, interact with your content. Yes? You mentioned that uh, companies, or you can create tabs on your page, right? Yeah. Do you suggest that uh, companies put many different pages on the tab, that they recreate a, a mini website experience, or do you just say one page, that's it? So the question is, do I create many pages, many tabs, or just one page and that's it? It depends on what you want to do. It's a tool. A page is just a tool that enables you to connect with our users. So you need to know why you want to connect with them. Do you want just a global page, or do you want your local country's activity to promote their, to uh, talk about the promotion, their deals, and so on? 
once you answer that question, I think the tools are just means that will enable you to say, okay, I want a global image, I want to have millions of fans and make sure I have this very strong page. Or you can develop niche uh, pages about, okay, tennis lovers, I'm coherent in the tennis universe, so I want to promote just my tennis engagement as a company because I support tennis fans. So it's not a you have to do this or you have to do that. All you have to do is understand why you are coming to Facebook and what you want to promote, and then who you want to connect with. Uh, yes, another one. You didn't mention places for brands. Um, uh, what's your plan with places in, in Europe or for brands? What do you want to do with it? So places today is uh, mostly a user service where you can uh, check in to say this is where I am. Now, as Christian said, we released a beta product called Deals, where brands can actually use this new tool to do some very exciting marketing promotion, in-store promotion. Because some of the time people consider what's happening on Facebook or online is completely different from what's happening in the real life. Well, let me tell you, the pictures of my nephew is, there's nothing more real about than my nephew. So when you're tying in places, it's just another tool to connect with the user for a brand and to make sure that you can also promote and interact with the users, whether it's on Facebook or in your store. So in terms of plans for the moment, we released the beta in the US and we're still gathering data and feedback and experience on how it goes before we consider any other. And you have great feedback on how they use it in the US? We see a lot of uh, excitement, definitely a lot of excitement, both from the companies and the users. So we'll we'll see how it goes first, and then we'll decide where to go next. There was a question here. Yeah. Um, let's say you're a small brand with a very small fan base. Yeah. Uh, but you have customers that speak two different languages. Okay. Uh, I know that you can target your uh, your updates. Yeah. But what about if you have a custom tab, we talked about it earlier, um, there's no way to uh, translate it currently. Are you, are, do you have plans for that? Well, the custom tab is basically a framework within your page where you can do a lot of things. So if you look at Adidas Originals, for instance, page, they had a URIA tab with an IP locator where content and, of course, the language was automatically localized. So Yes, you can do localized tabs, but you cannot do it automatically just using the Facebook tools. That is the limit. So, as we said, and the new profile, the, the upgrade of the profile is a good example, the page product will evolve. It will continue to change and evolve, and that might be things that will happen, but for the moment, we created just this opportunity of personalizing the tab to answer whatever need you may have, whether it's having two languages or two products and so on. To so a quick follow-up on that. Um, so the, the tab um, the tab leads to an app, but you control the app. Right? So the tab, that app can actually be geo-targeted based on either a user locale, which is actually a, 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 a parameter that's passed through, or you can even tech check for IP and then based on IP, lead into different parts. Just a quick follow-up question. If you're a really small brand, you can't afford, um, maybe you can't afford a developer who can develop an app for you, so um, can you still stick to that static FBML, or will that be discontinued? Just create two tabs. 
Okay. One, one in the language number one, one in language number two, and tell, tell your users, well, this is how we solve the problem. And it will continue to, you will continue to support it? Yeah. What do you mean? Support what? The static, the static app email. Well, the uh, Simon will know better than you. <laughs> There's a, a next uh, part next year, we're moving away from FPML for page tabs to iframes. Um, so at that point, you will need to host some uh, stuff yourself. However, we expect to be the, there to be other companies who do third-party static iframes for Facebook. So um, there will be people who can do it for you without any development. Yes. Yes. Um, so as for local strategies, we all know what happened to uh, Skyrock when they introduced the French uh, uh, Facebook version. Uh, I'm interested in uh, uh, what your uh, opinion is on the, the Dutch market. Uh, very interesting market for, for, for instance, for LinkedIn as well because uh, dense population of uh, social networking users. There's a large uh, player in the Dutch market called Hives. Uh, Two thirds of uh, Dutch people uh, are on it. Uh, how fast will you uh, foresee to uh, overtake the number one position in the Netherlands? I think you will let Christian answer to this one. <laughs> um, so the question was around um, Hives, which is the leading social network in the Netherlands, um, and uh, our growth in that market. And, and uh, uh, the person who asked the question gives us the very, very kind benefit of the doubt that we are going to overtake them. Um, <laughs> Listen, I think the social networks at the end of the day are about the value it provides to the users. You, you go through the cost of creating your graph and connecting with all your friends. There's a very high cost to switch to a new service. So unless the new service actually gives you significantly greater value, you're not going to do it. Um, so as we expand throughout the world, we've seen uh, markets in which there's been very strong local competitors, in which that um, switching cost was high. And we had to prove at a, at, a, at a user level that we were actually of greater benefit. And the only way to prove that is by getting them onto Facebook and getting that first experience, the first aha moment when you reconnect with your high school uh, uh, girlfriend. So um, um, without any specifics on, on growth in the Netherlands, we, we are actually quite excited about the way that Dutch users are beginning to adopt Facebook, and that's just been an impressive growth over the last year. We're part of partnering closely with brands and media companies there to actually help drive users to Facebook to have that first aha moment. Um, but I still think Hives is a, is a fantastic service. Obviously, you know, two-thirds of the users very engaged, a whole ecosystem around developers. Um, so kudos to them. And they recently sold to Telegraph, so. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Do you have some uh, best practices regarding drawings uh, and raffles and competitions, uh, as many uh, are doing that in their own apps? Well, first of all, um, I strongly encourage you to read the uh, promotion guidelines, uh, because I get on a daily basis phone calls from people, oops, my contest has been blocked, or what Christian was saying about the fact that spammy applications are now more and more tightly controlled and so there are a set of basic rules and conditions to respect. In terms of um, best practices, well, the first one is be social. I mean, don't take users for what they're not. If you're asking them to publish a story, well, make sure that it's worth it and don't write the story for them. We're about authentic connections and authentic sharing. So. If you consider uh, best practices, best practices, sorry, about competitions or contests or sweet states that you can organize, well, make sure that a lot of people can win. If you only have one big product and you have to vote for the best one, 
well, I log on to your page and I see that the contest ends in one week and the number one is at 5,000 votes, I just won't enter. It doesn't make sense. So you must consider also other mechanisms to make sure that there's a benefit for me. So just take yourself as an example and think, would I join? Would I do it? Isn't it too complicated? Like we were saying, keep it simple, keep it social, and also try to keep it integrated with Facebook because people like to stay on Facebook, obviously. Yes. There's been this IKEA where you have yeah. to take, and, and it seems to be borderlining on the guidelines of... Well, more than borderlining, it doesn't respect the conditions. Basically, you cannot do contest based on Facebook native tools. Reasons are very simple. It's a legal matter. So you cannot post question, uh, ask questions on the wall and the first one to answer wins. This is not permitted for very, very clear reasons. And you can just check. So tagging yourself on a photo, asking a question on the wall, uh, the best video uploaded will win. This is not permitted because Facebook cannot be liable for what you are doing on the platform, so we kindly ask you to respect what the terms of use of the platform and the site are. I'd yeah. suggest if you have a follow-up question, okay. let's do okay. it afterwards. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, ads are good feedback mechanism, but could you talk about the slide when users actually post the ads that display and you give feedback to the company? Absolutely. Um, so, like for everything, there are specific rules when you do advertising on Facebook. We gave the opportunity to users to tell us, are these ads relevant or are they too repetitive, bugging, insulting, and things like that. Whenever you are on Facebook, you always have the opportunity to signal to Facebook that this content is fake, this page is spammy, this application doesn't work or even that this ad doesn't work. So yes, we take into consideration those feedbacks and it has a direct impact because the information is given to the advertiser that basically maybe you're doing the wrong targeting or maybe your message should be different. So we give that feedback and that's how you can improve the message you'll deliver. Do you also give them advice on what sort of keywords they should you know, target, like if this ad is not working for them? Well, we have, uh, we have different commercial departments. I'm part of uh, the direct sales organization. You also have other services. So we have some um, automatic mechanisms online when you answer one, two keywords, then it offers you other keywords. Because remember that keywords are not people what, are, what people are typing. They're profile-based. So that's why you need to take it into consideration. Uh, yes, one here. Yeah, speaking again about pages and tabs, mm -hmm. let's say you, you are an international brand, you're operating in 15 markets. What's your recommendation? Have one global page with 15 tabs, or let's create 15 different pages? Well, in that case, the question is, uh, if I have 15 markets, I'm a global brand, how do I handle the fact that there's 15 different, basically, product managers or general managers that want their own page? Languages. Or languages. Well, the thing is that we at Facebook give you products that you can use. We're not here to tell you this is what your strategy has to be, this is what you should do. 
We're just trying to look at what's happening, and we can give you advices on whether you want to concentrate everything on one page and have this local tab that Christian talked about with mechanisms to change the language and the information, or you can also decide to have 15 different pages. This is not up to us to tell you this is what you have to do. And also, take into consideration that for two companies that have 15 languages to support, well, the inside organization will have a direct impact. If you're very centralized, well, maybe one page is fine. But if you're very decentralized or you have licenses, then the question is completely different. So there's no like easy answer. It's just consider it, and we have a set of tools that you can then use more or less to answer this. Just a couple of minutes answer. It comes down to what you're trying to do, right? So. Red Bull has a global tab because the problem with the content consumption there is video and pictures. Um, if you're actually trying to get somebody to a store like Starbucks does, you have to talk to them at a local level. So therefore, you want a local page. Um, actually, they even manage the places pages, so they talk to you at a local local level of the actual Starbucks store. And then Coca-Cola, they have a global page for the brand with 20 million followers, but then local pages for promotions and stuff that we typed to events. So I don't know what your intents are, but that's I mean that's the point. Right? It's it comes down to what the application is. Yes. First of all, thank you for the great presentation. Can you share uh, some number of business Starbucks reaching at 3.4 million advice? Uh, Could you please give us a bit of flavor of how much investment in advertising when behind promote the page and being how long did it take to go to 3.8 million? And that's for a big brand. Could you give us an example of maybe of a small brand and what kind of investment when it is a small brand the investment well, so the question is, uh, can you give us some more numbers about, for Lacoste, reaching 3.8 million people? How long did it take them? How much did it cost them? For big brands also, but also for smaller brands and what targets could be for France. Um, the target for France, uh, ideally, would be to reach that more than 18 million uh, connections, of course, because this is the potential, this is how you can reach, whether they're directly connecting with you or whether they're engaging through a friend that is connected to your page. So we don't disclose, I mean, it's more to lack us to say uh, what type of financial engagement, whether it's human resources, companies that are using them or advertising spend. Uh, we have a lot of uh, case studies that are online on the advertising page where you can learn about this kind of figure. So for instance, uh, Christian was telling me about the Nike example. Uh, I don't have all the details, so I will tell, let him tell you more the specifics data about it, but the idea is that even if there is a matter of scale of how big you can go, you have a lot of tools to do it. You have advertising, you can also use like bots, like Simon will show you, or you can even just send a newsletter on your classic email base saying, well guys, we're just arriving on Facebook, come join us. So there's no one solution, it's more a set of solutions that you need to use to reach that level of fans, which, like I said, uh, it's just the beginning because what's interesting is also the friends and the fans. So, uh, yeah, just, um, probably the broadest campaign that's ever been run on Facebook was Nike, um, um, right, the, right the Future, thank you, um, for, right before the World Cup, you probably saw it, they, they started, kicked it off with a TV commercial around the Champions League final, which led people to the Facebook page, um, 
And on Facebook, they flooded the world. Like literally, they actually flood the world as far as inventory. We have this product called the Reach Block, in which you can target every user on Facebook. And much like a TV, a TV um, ad, you actually get a broad, uh, this broader penetration of, of brand advertising. And the action they wanted was playbacks of the video, which was a really cool, very long three-minute video, and then following the other page. And they actually built local pages back to the question earlier on. So it was a Nike football, Netherlands Nike football, France. Um, so it was uh, something like their, their fan count went up like six million in one day. They had, was it six, how many of the playbacks in the video? Like 20 something million? Yeah. Uh, 20 something million playbacks on the video. That doesn't even count impressions. So effectively, you know, they had over 100 million impressions of users on Facebook across markets. Um, and if you compare it to the cost of their, their campaign, they probably said that it was a fraction. Um, a TV ad, 30 second spot uh, on the Champions League, quite expensive. A reach block on Facebook, with a broader reach, by the way, in terms of audience, uh, a very, very small cost. And if you balance that from a CMO perspective, you have brand advertising on a larger scale in TV, direct response at like an individual engagement level. Oh, and by the way, the cost basis of internet, not TV, is such quite compelling. I think we have time for one more question. Someone, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm interested in uh, taking over the page. For example, if you are some popular brand on the local level, uh, and you have a fan page that has like 100,000 uh, fans or likers, and uh, if you if you start a new page, people won't like it because you know it's less popular and it looks like fake. Is there possible? Is there a solution to to take over that page? Because I, I tried to do that, and I'm really not satisfied with the Facebook customer service. I think yeah. it's non-existent. Yeah. No one actually, no one actually replies to, <laughs> to anything I ever posted on Facebook. Absolutely. So, well, the thing is that with more than 500 million users on the website, you have to figure out that we are roughly in the range of 1,500 employees. So I'm very sorry for your own experience, which obviously someone, some of you, uh, might have had too. We're trying to scale our business to meet those needs, but sometimes they're far greater because, like we said, social is moving extremely fast and people are creating pages a lot faster than sometimes what we can provide as a customer service. Uh, also, pages are all free. So, in terms of customer service, you have to keep in mind that these are free products that are provided, free tools that you can use. and. Of course, the customer service of a free service cannot be as good as the customer service of a paying service. So there are possibilities of migrating connections from unofficial pages because unofficial pages do not respect the terms of conditions of use of the website toward an official page. There are restrictions to these um, operations. So for instance, the two pages need to have the same name and kind of thing. But Currently, the only solution is effectively to contact Facebook in order to say this page is an official, uh, this is the official page, here is the proof of it, and we will do our best to meet with your request as fast as possible. Uh, I wanted to propose uh, some kind of uh, different accounts for power users and regular users. For example, I spent like thousands of dollars on Facebook for advertising all those pages and clients, etc. And I have never received an answer. I, I don't want you know to discriminate other people who invest money, but I want some kind of response. You know, I'm promoting freely Facebook as well. Well, then, if you if you want, what we can do is discuss specifically about it right after the session because I want to, like I said, we're definitely trying to have a customer service that meets 
your expectations, but we still have very limited resources, whether it's engineers or salespeople. So time is our most valued property at Facebook. Here, right? <laughs> no. Well, I'll, I'll come see you after. One more, okay? Okay, yeah. Just briefly, to build on that idea, I'm pretty sure you can sell premium pages, costing something and, and giving accordingly support. So that, that's probably somewhere on your roadmap, maybe you can push it forward. But having premium pages where people you know, have access to, to, to support and other features maybe, and pay something for that. Yeah, so, so we have, um, the way we tackle this is, we, we build a platform, and the platform is effectively flat for the world. We try to build nodes uh, on the graph, and then we try to have pages, have brands, and then there's a bunch of holes we don't fill. We don't do moderation, we don't do page hierarchy, we don't do uh, multi-language posting uh, APIs, we don't do times postings, uh, I mean, the list goes on. Um, it, what we have done, though, is created this ecosystem of third-party um, consultants that actually build these fantastic tools. So Tiger Lily and the guy in the front row is nodding his head sharply. Um, these, Buddy Media is the biggest example, right? The, uh, partly owned by WP. They honestly fill a, a whole um, need that page owners have and advertisers have that our product does not provide today. Um, some of those features we might be able to integrate in the future, but realistically, given the number of engineers that we have and the long list of things to do across the site, uh, my best suggestion is that a partner step in and actually help. And that these guys are fantastic. I mean, the models they employ are SaaS-based, so they scale out with you. When you start with one fan or you scale out to 100,000 fans, it works. Um, bring out the business card already. <laughs> but I mean, the, the whole point is, we, we know there's actually issues, um, and we've purposely built a program for third parties to come in and solve those issues. That's the whole point of the platform. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.